Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CX Cast. This is Sam Stern, joined by my colleague in our San Francisco office, Andrew Hogan. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Sam. And Andrew is just back, not literally, but recently from Facebook's F8 conference. So we invited Andrew here to talk about the conference and his impressions, key takeaways, trends that he saw there that were talked about there. And Andrew, we'll get to that. But first, I will admit my own ignorance here and ask you this very simple question. Why is it called F8? I looked this up recently uh, because I, I assumed that it was because Facebook has eight letters in it, and that's probably why it was called F8. It turns out it actually stems from the eight-hour hackathons that Facebook likes to hold uh, the, to you know, develop new products, try new things. And that's actually where the name comes from, which I thought was pretty interesting and much better than you know, just eight letters. <laughs> yes. So it's not a lame name. It's actually a, a nod to their sort of culture of still mm-hmm. trying to stay close to their startup roots. All right. That's, that was sort of our aside first question. What uh, were some of the big announcements that customer experience professionals, our listening audience, should care about? Yeah, so uh, I actually went to this sort of to take that lens, not because I'm a developer or anything like that, but, you know, just what's happening here with Facebook. They announced a few things. They decided that their camera would actually become a platform, which is a pretty interesting development given how many users they have and the potential for future developments around augmented reality and other things of that nature. And I think that what this is really demonstrating is the beginning of how AI will change interfaces. They demoed a bunch of really technical stuff on stage and sort of showed you how they could classify particular objects and uh, actually identify the the planes that are visible in the camera Hmm. to do interesting things. And at first, you know, they're going to do boring, you know, kind of fun things, I guess, that are basically just Snapchat filters. But I think there'll be better developments down the road. The other big one is 100,000 chatbots, which is a massive number and way up from the 34,000 in September. VR spaces, and then uh, they showed some, they like to do this, show some really futuristic things about how you could control interfaces and objects with your mind and impulses with your mind, Hmm. uh, which is super cool, but uh, probably a pretty long way off. Okay, good. Well, at least it wasn't uh, interfaces controlling your mind, but your mind controlling interfaces. Can you um, maybe expand on the camera as platform? I, I feel like I need a little bit more explanation for what, what the value is, why, why I should care if I'm a CX professional. So one of the big challenges, I think, with augmented reality, and, and this is not a, uh, a core thing that I actually spend a tremendous amount of time researching, but one of the core challenges is what do you do with it? How do you get enough people yeah. doing things so that it's useful? And what Facebook did uh, is actually open it up um, and announce that they're going to allow developers to start working on it. And I see. First, they're going to basically just build filters, and they'll actually go broader down the road, I would anticipate. I got you. So this is their announcement that, hey, and makes sense that it was at F8, developers work with us to make more use, frankly, out of yeah. AR through the camera of people's phones so that there's real value here. Yep. And, and uh, Laura Naparstek has written some really interesting research about that if, if you'd like to learn more about AR and, and how it's going to uh, change things. Okay. Listeners, promise to you, we will link to uh, one or two of Laura's reports in the show notes. Well, Andrew, the other um, thing that really stood out from some of the big announcements was the 100,000 chatbots. I wish it was a million so I could do my <laughs> Dr. Evil finger at the corner of my mouth, but 100,000 is, is still a very large number. What uh, What's your take on that? So this is a fascinating number because I'd actually sort of assume that the number of chatbots was slowing down because they hadn't made any announcements about it lately. Mm. It turns out they were sort of saving it up 
And uh, it's fascinating because we know from our numbers that something like 4 to 10% of companies have a chatbot. We just, uh, I worked with Julie Osk and we wrote a chatbot commerce benchmark uh, report. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the where, where are the 100,000 chatbots coming from uh, if they're not from large organizations? And the answer is they must be from a lot of really small developers. And hmm. that seems very interesting and looks a lot like the early days of apps. Um, yeah, those I was going to say developed. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's a fascinating development of of basically real estate being created by small companies. This is a bit of an aside from the the, the conference sort of recap, but are there any chatbots that stand out to you that are ones that would are particularly working well or adding value that if our listeners were curious, they should go check out? Yeah, on Facebook specifically, 1-800-Flowers is very interesting mm-hmm. because of what they're doing and, and how early they've been. The other one is Snap Travel, which I have not personally used very much, but um, I know they just booked, I think it was a million dollars worth of business through Facebook Messenger, um, and they're on a few different other platforms too. Um, but uh, those are the two that come to mind, and, and really, you know, there's other interesting conversational interfaces out there, but those are the two that, that jump out on, on Messenger. Yeah, Great. And um, I believe we chatted with our colleague Allegra Burnett on a previous episode of CXCast a little bit about 1-800-Flowers chatbot and the, uh, the challenges, the limitations of the interface for now. Yep. Um, anything surprise you, stand out to you as sort of, uh, you know, Andrew had to pick his job off the floor uh, after you heard this announcement at F8? So I'm not going to say that my jaw was on the floor, uh, <laughs> but I went last year as well. And they had these interesting tracks about design and about how you could do mm. better design. Mm. And this year they had interesting tracks about how you could do research, how you could do customer research and better understand your customers. And I thought this was fascinating that Facebook is bringing these people to a developer conference that are within their research organization because they've learned, this is an assumption on my part, they clearly believe that you know, their, their developers want to learn how to do research better and will build better products if they do more research. So they're up there talking about how do you do international research? Hmm. Uh, how do you do creative research if you don't have a lot of budget? They had pamphlets that talked about how you could do this. It just speaks to the importance of customer understanding, Facebook's own cultural focus on customer understanding and, you know, how they're sort of trying to help their developers succeed in a kind of a surprising way. You know, on one hand, you're looking at how do you implement wit.ai? And on the other hand, you're talking about how do you understand what's a good experience and whether what you're building is. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, and I like your point about the fact that Facebook's, it's a built-in assumption if they're programming this content as a track at the conference that they believe that the developers care about it, which is a, it's a good sign. It's a good indicator that uh, they're taking research and the, um, the user or the customer's perspective very seriously, and they're sort of interested to gather more of that insight, either, as you said, before, during, or after their development process. Well, it's either that they care or that Facebook really believes they should <laughs> yeah. care. It's one of Fair the Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> either way, it's a, we'll, we'll take it as a good sign, uh, either yeah. way. I want to go back to one more thing. You mentioned big announcements that I sort of skated over. You alluded to VR spaces. What are VR spaces in this context? Yeah, so it's something they've built with Oculus. Um, and again, mm. this isn't a core research area of mine, but they built it with Oculus with the idea being that people will want to hang out in virtual reality together even if they're apart. And okay. for some of us, that sounds a little strange. I'm not sure I'm on board with that. But I talked to some friends that were like, yeah, I, I, I fired this up. I made an avatar, uh, and I called my mom from within my Oculus uh, headset and uh, uh, actually 
you know, talked to her and video chatted with her and she could see the space that I was in in VR. I don't know that this is a great thing currently, but it's clear that you've got to think about design for VR spaces coming in the future because people will have these headsets. They will get there in some way. And the design considerations are just so totally different than like making a website. Yeah, for sure. Um, wow, that's really interesting. That I, I just recently read uh, Ready Player One, the book that's going to be a movie next year. That's really all set in a virtual world like that. And striking to me that that what you're describing is what that entire book and soon to be movie takes place in a world like that, where people are interacting live uh, with each other, but in a virtual, uh, unreal world. Yep. Yep. And it's called Facebook Spaces. It's actually live and you can try it out. Great. Well, Andrew, thank you for joining us to give us a recap of F8 from a customer experience point of view. Very helpful. We appreciate it. Listeners, we're going to link to some of the reports Andrew mentioned from some of his colleagues that will give you background on AR, on virtual reality, and on some of the things that Facebook is doing. So look for those in the show notes of the episode. And goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. Remember, your customer's perception is your customer experience reality.